Hello, and welcome to today's edition of Mustard Seeds, a podcast by Green Camp United Methodist Church. In today's edition, a sermon delivered by Rev. Barbara Jean Pope on Sunday, July 23, 2023. The scripture reading from Matthew 13. mustard seed, which is on the front of our cover, the mustard seed. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his field. Though it is the smallest of all your seeds, yet when it grows, it is the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and perch in its branches. He told them still another parable. I'm done there. So, okay, I'll finish that one. Um, The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed into a large amount of flour until it worked all through the dough. Jesus spoke all these things to the crowd in parables. He did not say anything to them without using the parable. So was fulfilled what was spoken through the prophet. I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter things hidden since the creation of the world. Word of God for the people of God. All right. Well, my sermon is on perspective. You probably recognize, realize that when it comes to the little seed and a big tree. It's about perspective. Oh, I've got to turn here. Um, the significance is a matter of perspective in these parables. Our perspective versus God's perspective. Our pers- perspective is of things is unreliable. It really is. I may have a perspective of seeing something, and you may be way over there and see the same thing, but your perspective is a little different. This is my truth of my perspective. That is your truth of your perspective. Neither one is wrong. And we sometimes let our perspective say, but I'm right. My perspective is right. Yours is wrong. And that's not the truth. That is not the truth at all. So um, I'm going to tell you a story about Tom Wheeler, former CEO of Mass Mutual Life Insurance Company, telling this story. It's a charming story that illustrates the point of my perspective, your perspective. Well, he and his wife were driving along an interstate highway, and he noticed that his gas gauge was almost on empty. So the next exit coming up, he decided to take. Well, he did. He went off the exit, and the only thing around was just this little run-down gas station with one pump. I swear he was in Montana. (laughs) That's 
all you see for miles. A gas station, one pump, and you gotta put money in it to get gas. <laughs> I'm not kidding, <laughs> you really do. Anyways, so he pulls over and uh, he rolls down the window and this attendant comes out and he says to him, fill it up and check the oil please. So he gets out of his car and he walks around to kind of loosen up his legs. Can you imagine how long you've been in a car from going to full to almost empty? So we do that, don't we? we next rest stop, we get out, we walk around to get our legs a little loose, get our hips a little loose, because when we get out of the car, we're walking like this. Okay, I am. <laughs> and people are looking at me, are you okay, ma'am? Oh yeah, yeah, just long ride, long ride, you know? So as he was coming back, he noticed the attendant and his wife were engaged in a rather lively conversation. So he walks up to them, and just then, they stop their conversation. Well, he pays the attendant what he owed, and they get in the car, him and his wife. And as they're going along, he said, I noticed when I got back to the car that uh, you and the attendant were in some lengthy conversation, some animated conversation. And he said, did you know this man? And she readily admitted that she did. They had gone to high school together and had dated steadily for a year. Boy, were you lucky that I came along, bragged Wheeler. If you'd married him, you'd be the wife of gas station attendant instead of a wife of a chief executive officer. <laughs> My dear, she replied, if I had married him, he'd be the chief executive officer, and you would be the gas station attendant. <laughs> It's all about perspective. I'm not picking on you, men. I, I, I'm, okay, I was, but no. <laughs> well, sometimes our perspective on the scope and influence of Christianity in the world is wrong. We see ourselves as a meager minority, you know? Insignificant compared to the more powerful groups that seem to control society. And at times, these larger groups look at believers in the same way. And their perspective, we are insignificant, of no consequence at all in the big picture of the world affairs. Well, each of these ideas existed in Jesus' day. Those who opposed him saw his followers as an insignificant group and of no importance. Similarly, Jesus' followers believed they were too small to be of any influence. So Jesus uses another parable to denounce the perspective of both groups. Parable of the mustard seed. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. The mustard seed is so teeny but is not, in fact, the smallest of the seeds. Its small size was proverbial, okay? Jesus used it to call attention to the small number of faithful ones around him. You know, are you? he's like, okay, you guys getting this? This is you, you're the seed. Let's see if you get it, okay? His parable offers hope, promising great outcomes from small beginnings. And they're probably thinking, yeah, Jesus, I get it, but I don't see it, you know? I, see what you, I hear what you're saying, but I don't see it. Well, 
Jesus intended to encourage the first disciples who faced daunting odds. You know, the 12 men plus the women who were also part of that group. There, it was larger than 12 men, okay? There were women there too that were part of his disciples. Indeed, the beginnings were small. We know that. By Matthew's time, though, you have to understand Matthew's time. Jesus has died, Jesus resurrected, Jesus did 40 days, and he ascended. Okay, Paul comes into the picture. He gets a come-to-Jesus moment on the road to Damascus, okay? He becomes a believer in Jesus. Now, what the Bible doesn't tell us, but they did the timeline things and where places were and things like that. It took Paul 14 years before he began his mission journeys, okay? His epistles and letters were written before the Gospels. So here's Matthew. Some time has occurred between Jesus ascending and Matthew sitting down by the influence of the Holy Spirit to write down these stories. Yes, he's using some resources, Mark, and for his church to understand who Jesus is because all they had was Paul's letters. And it's like, what is he talking about, you know? So Matthew and his church are experiencing some pushback from the Jews, okay? Because remember, they're called the way. In the very beginning, they're called the way. And so their beginnings were small in Matthew's times. Um, they had serious opposition. It did not appear that the small movement of Christ's followers stood a chance against any of those forces. And we know that from teeny seed grows a tree that stands 10 to 12 feet tall. That's how large a mustard tree is. So why would Jesus not compare the kingdom to heaven to a great tree instead of a small one? Why did he not point to the tree and say to his followers, you know, you're going to begin like this. Remember? Like this. But it's going to be like this after a while. He didn't say that. He did not. It sure would have helped him if he did. They may have had more courage, more incentive. I don't know, but he didn't. So we keep in mind that the theme of the parable is the comparison between the seed and the tree. We find an interesting similarity in the church as it has developed over the centuries. It too is very different from the very beginnings. Remember the big cathedrals they built? The people came in. And then they went through times of not so many, many, not so many, many. And we're, we've experienced that too. You guys remember the 60s, the 70s. There are churches that had to build educational wings and things like that to help with the growth in that church. But I like the small churches. So uh, we've... <clears throat> despite some grand cathedrals and an occasional display of social power, some churches have that, the church still manifests itself in modest ways, more like a mustard tree than a towering cedar. Perhaps Jesus wanted to draw attention away from the fascination with size that captivates so many in his day and our day, too. You know, if we're not big, then we're insignificant. Oh, no, 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 no. Not at all. 
Not at all. Let me tell you, we had a small number of children here at VBS, but let me tell you, they had a great time. We had a great time. Number isn't everything. I know for some who do finances, they think it's everything, but it's not. Like we place this, that's why I love the connectional system of the United Methodist Church. We place our offering there and it goes to the conference and they, all the churches pour into the conference their offerings and they can do the tree that we can't do. That's why I love our connectional system. It's awesome. I can put my thousands in there. <laughs> Joking. And... Um, it will combine with thousands from other tree, I mean other churches and ministries are made, born, funded. It's amazing. I love it. Jesus reminds his followers that a mature tree can grow from the smallest seeds, despite their modest beginning. Now, observations on the text. Remember, the kingdom of God re uh, refers to his reign rather than his rule. Reign is here on earth, rule is in his, his kingdom in heaven. So we're talking about the earth. Our reign, the kingdom of heaven, God's reign here on earth. The parable addresses God's rule in our hearts rather than describing his dominion, domain, <laughs> and physical kingdom. That's what this is about. The seed that can be planted in our hearts may be a small seed, but one person can become a giant mustard tree, hosting birds in the branches, people in the shade, you know? Small seeds become big things. It's a matter of perspective. We want big things right away, don't we? I know I do. That's our human nature. You know, we want a big, we don't want to start with a small little seed that takes work. <laughs> we don't want to do that work. That's like the English Mastiff I have. It's going to take work to help this dog not be scared of every little thing. Plastic bag. I went like this, and the poor dog went, <laughs> and, you know, did a donut around those areas and just went crazy. And I'm like, slow down. You know, she hits you and it's like a train. You know, it's just a plastic bag. So I had to, got a hold of her, sat down with her, showed her the plastic bag and the sounds it makes. She sniffed it. <laughs> this morning I found one chewed up in her crate. <laughs> she goes, yeah, I'll show you what I think of that plastic bag. And I'm like, Oh, the end of that product is not going to be good. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> it was easy for Jesus' listeners to understand his followers knew they were very few of them who had completely committed themselves to his ways. The vast majority of their society still rejected them. Remember Matthew? He was a Jew. The Romans rejected him. Matthew was a Christian. The Jews rejected him. Poor guy, where did he belong? Of course, of course with Christ. But he lived in a time where the Christians were rejected by everybody in their society. This may reflect his own desire for the coming of the kingdom, something perhaps enhanced by his own life experience, like I said. 
So what are our lessons? Well, let me tell you this. The battle is the Lord's. Opposition to the kingdom of God, the reign here on earth, in this life is laughable when viewed with an eternal perspective. Here we go, perspective. Our eternal perspective. We don't always keep that in mind when we go through things. This may be hard. This is going to be hard with Nola. Micah calls her Wiggles because that's what she does. Plus she has one wonky eye <laughs> that wiggles. <laughs> okay. Anyways, <laughs> this is going to be hard training this dog. It really is to not be afraid of everything and to know how to be a dog in a house instead of a kennel. Okay? That's why she's not allowed in the living room. And we're working on that. But it's all about perspective. Micah says, take her back. She's never going to make it. She's never going to work. It's never going to work, Mom. My perspective, you're right, she's going. <laughs> no. <laughs> My perspective is with time and patience, consistency, like raising children, she's going to be a different dog in a, in a month. She won't be afraid of everything. She'll get the lead. She'll work on that because when she goes out and she runs and the lead goes, uh, she does that weird, oh my God, this is attacking me, you know, kind of thing. And uh, perspective, it's all about perspective. God alone measures significance. The mustard seed is small but grows to full maturity in his time, as will the kingdom, the reign of God. The Roman Empire was vast reaching far beyond its parts. It went up to Sweden. It went to England. It was vast. The Berlin Wall was imposing, psychologically and physically. I was there after it fell, not right after it fell, but like a year after it fell, and just the atmosphere was different, so different. Nazi Germany renamed its Third Reich to the Thousand-Year Reich. Do you remember that? They did that. Certain it would last a millennia. Well, we know today that Rome's power vanquished, Berlin Wall is gone, and so is the thousand-year right. They all are gone, but God never changes. As we are faithful and we grow God's kingdom with VBS, planting those seeds of who Jesus is in their hearts, knowing that they can rely on Jesus, Jesus will always be with them no matter what. Even in hard times, Jesus is with you. May not solve all your problems, but can give you resources on how to have those problems resolved. Jesus is with you. So, perspective, small mustard tree, seed, big tree. This church started out very small at its very beginning. Now look at it. We have VBS, you know. We have young people. We have older people, too. And you have a woman in the pulpit. That wouldn't have happened way back when it first started. You've grown in many ways. And I'm, you know, I know God is truly faithful to you. And God loves you and cares about you. I believe that. Jesus said to Peter, on this rock, you, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Sometimes we think the church is never going to last. Sometimes we th think the church is going to be like the cathedrals, you know, in uh, Europe, just dust. 
but the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's edition of Mustard Seeds, a podcast by Green Camp United Methodist Church.